Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Podcast. This is your host, Tim Kanak. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Aceball. We may get a special guest today. He's not really a special guest. No, he gets the title special if he shows up today. It is our normal co-host, Raymond Atherton. He is busy being a solo dad and may have the chance to jump on the pod at some point. And the podcast, hopefully he does. If not, then you just get lonely old me for this podcast. So I'm calling this podcast Week 16. Because last week, three days, come on. That's not a real week. This is why many leagues combine last week and this week into one week. So even though we did not record a podcast for our little three-day week last week, we're calling this week 16 from week 15. We did not miss a week. We're on top of our game here at the Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We missed no weeks despite vacations, despite being in Seattle, despite being at a wedding last weekend. I'm here today. Anyway, we are less than 10 days out from the trade deadline. And baseball news is full of rumors right now. Not really much has gone down yet. A little baby Hennessy's Cabrera trade had a little baby uh, Shintaro Fujinami trade. But that's it so far. The speculation is growing. Speculation is fun. But it can be dangerous to make moves in fantasy based on the speculation of players from moving from point A to point B. So I would pass on that as Raymond is testing me. Baltimore Orioles. As normal, we're starting with our line of notes. Mullins hit the IL. Guaranteed more PT to Colton Cowser, though. So uh, even though he's struggling, he's hitting seventh. Jordy Westberg pushed down to ninth. Didn't even start today. So it'll be interesting to see how they use some of these uh, prospects if they're going to keep promoting them, keep them down, or if they can use them as prospect capital for a trade. They could use an ace, even though G-Rod, pretty solid start today. And again, he seems to be looking good until like the fifth or sixth inning. That's what happened last time out. That's what happened today. Uh, Kyle Bradish, awesome. So just watch for these two. Boston Red Sox. Yu Chang starting at shortstop as Trevor Story works his way back in the coming weeks. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. We should also hopefully be seeing Sedane Rafael at some point this season. Verdugo oddly pushed down to the sixth spot, even though he's hitting. I really understand that one. And the Bo Sox running a three-man rotation out there with all the SP injuries. So interesting team to watch right now. Chicago White Sox. Yes, Monty Grandal is slightly hot and playing himself into a Solid trade candidate, despite a decrease in the defensive ability over time, while most of the rumors are surrounding Giolito, Lynn, and Cease at this point. Those pitchers. Uh, guests are not moving Eloy. Guests are not moving Vaughn. Guests are not moving Robert. Uh, I don't know if that's a core. Like, where's the leader? Abreu was the leader of this team. I think moving Abreu hurt. You know, Tim Anderson likes to see himself as the leader. Um, yeah, and he was a Brayu because ever since they lost to Brayu, this team is just not the same. Wheeling Gardens don't look now, but it seems like Andres Jimenez is starting to run. Who figured the Guardians' rotation depth would be pushed after an injury to stalwart 
Shane Bieber. Looks a little rough having this many rookies in the rotation now without Bieber in there. Savali is the best. Hmm. D-Town Tigers. Riley Green is back, hitting second. Torque moving down, hitting third. And he's continuing the power surge. So Torque actually providing value at this time. By the way, the Tigers have a pretty decent rotation for the Knots with Erod, Lorenzen, Olsen, Manning, and Scooble. Mai's probably coming back next year. And we'll likely see Erod and or Lorenzen move, which will also allow for Alex Fiedo to rejoin their rotation. So Tigers pitching looking pretty, pretty good. Moving forward, at least, I don't know if they have an ace out of those groups, that group of guys, but I think Scooble could be a two or three. Olsen could be a three. Manning can be a four. Mize maybe a five. And they're just missing that ace. If they go and get an ace, they got Fiedo as backup. That's a pretty solid rotation. Houston Astros. Altuve will likely be returning next week or so to reclaim the leadoff spot from Mauricio Dubon. Jordan Alvarez is supposed to return on Monday to the middle of the lineup. Chaz McCormick has been a beast. We'll talk more about him later. Yanir Diaz. I've talked about him on this podcast. I like Yanir Diaz. DHing rather than catching is the unfortunate part. He is catching a little bit. But um, we're going to be seeing Jordan come back, and that PT for Diaz is going to melt away. So hopefully we get more catching from Diaz in the future to keep that bat in the lineup. Most of the rumors have the Astros buying pitching, but they could go for a veteran backup catcher like they did last year, a starting catcher, to make Maldonado the backup. They added Christian Vasquez last year. Maybe they get someone like Grandal this year. Kansas City Royals. They're oddly at a point where they might be best served by trading Salvi. If you have any thoughts on that, let me know. I think it's hard to trade a franchise guy like that, but that might be their best move. LA Angels, Neto's back, leading off in front of Otani. It's a great place to be. And if you want to hear more about Neto, we talked a lot about him on the last podcast, so check that out. I don't see Otani getting moved. So this is likely going to happen the rest of the season. Mickey Moniak hitting third, and he's actually doing things. I don't know why Philly couldn't turn this guy around, but for some reason, these Phillies guys who go to the Angels, it works. Logan O'Hoppy, Mickey Moniak, it's a thing. Go from Philly to LA Angels, and you'll be good. So maybe the Angels ought to trade for all these Phillies guys who are not playing well. I don't know. Uh, Trey Cabbage, taking first base spot, hit a leadoff homer yesterday. Or his first homer yesterday, not a leadoff homer. First homer of the season, first homer of his career. Can I take some – what do you eat with cabbage? Stew? Beef? Like It's like an Irish thing, right? Like cabbage and something? No, not like a cabbage guy. So not really sure. Cat, corn, cabbage? There's something – Some there's some Irish meal that's it with cabbage. That I cannot think of right now that people eat. I'll tell you that much. Minnesota Twinkies. Jorge Polanco is on the way back and is playing third on his rehab assignment, which is good long-term news for Julian. And also, it means that Julian is probably safe until at least Royce Lewis gets back. Willie Castro seems to be the casualty 
in the lineup. New York Yankees. Josh Donaldson is down, and Oswald Peraza has reclaimed, not reclaimed, he's claimed the leadoff spot. He never had it. It's interesting for someone who just came back from the minors to already be a leadoff. Hmm. Okay, Yankees. He has had a strong season in AAA so far, though. So I do expect him to remain up for the long haul of the season. Now, whether it's a leadoff or not, we will see how he performs. Oakland A's. Tyler Soderstrom is seemingly in a platoon role to start the career first base and in the hot in the five hole, not hitting the way one might have thought of a top prospect once coming up. But he is young and he was struggling a little bit before they gave him the call. And I've heard people questioning why they brought him up to begin with when they could have just waited until September to get the extra year and to keep the rookie eligibility with him. And for Galoff, I don't really understand. Galoff looks more comfortable at the majors at this point. So that might be the move to go. Second baseman for the A's might have third base eligibility in some leagues. So Galoff maybe over the Soderstrom. Seattle Mariners. Mike Ford is saving this team right now in a Cal rally type of way. Jared Klinek injury hurts looking for trades coming. This is Jerry DePoto. It's going to happen. Just wait a week. We'll see what this team looks like in a week. This podcast next week is going to be fun. Cade Marlowe, such a cool name, but a lot of swing and miss there. I don't expect much out of him. They also set themselves up by bringing up Prelander Baroa. We talked about this last podcast. He was promoted. He's going to, he's long term or a long reliever right now, but he could move into the rotation if they have to trade from their starting rotation depth to add a hitter. Tampa Bay Rays, nothing new here. Uh, but if I was running this team, I think Randy A would be hitting higher in the lineup. I would probably go like Wander, Randy A instead of Yandi. And then they've got Rayleigh hitting third. I don't know about that. Texas Rangers. Josh Spores is on the IL, so good timing on the Aroldis Chapman front. They could also use a strong righty reliever to form off the back end of this bullpen. Toronto Blue Jays. So interesting to see that catcher became a weak point for this team when they had so many catchers that they traded Moreno. They added Varsho with the Varsho uh, being promised the outfield. And Varsho has struggled. Jansen and has struggled. Kirk has struggled. So interesting to see a team that went from maybe the strongest group of catchers to the, something that's not great. Not great, Bob. Um, I guess their Jays are probably out this year because the pitching, but it's so weird. You look at this roster and you're like, this team should be in it this year. This is a playoff team. So this is one of the ones that gets forgotten behind the Mets, the Padres, the Cardinals as a disappointing team this year. Go to the NL in a second as I take a drink of my beverage. All right, Arizona D-backs. This is going to be an interesting team to watch over the next week. They obviously need pitching upgrades. We'll see if they do it. They could make a strong playoff run if they have more than just Zach Gallon in the rotation. Fought ain't it for this year. Maybe they want to play long-term, but they don't want to move these guys. But if they want to make a run this year, they're going to need another starter, another good starter. They're going to need a Lucas Giolito. They're going to need who else is on the market? Verlander and Scherzer, maybe? They need a guy like that if they're going to make a run. 
Atlanta Braves, best team in baseball right now. 27-year-old Alan Winnens made his debut today. I didn't watch it. I don't know what he did. I don't care to know what he did. Tell me tomorrow. Max Freed is on the verge of returning in the next couple of weeks. Actually, let me look up what Alan Winnens did today. Because this is what we do. And this is what happens when you are solo podcasting. You have to wait for me. Oh, they haven't started yet. Merrick, false start. Chicago Cubs. Cody Bellinger is such a good fit with his team. It's going to be sad to see him go. Strosho will also likely be on the move. These moves will likely also open up spots for Matt Burvis to come back and either Ben Brown or Jordan Wicks to come finish out the season. It's very possible Wicks has moved up past Ben Brown in the pecking order. Doubt it, but it's possible. Cincinnati Reds. Roster Resource has CS on the bench, even though he started four out of five games since being promoted. He's played first, third, DH, mostly DH. Two games of DH, one the others. It's a good way to keep the team shuffling around different positions. Ellie's leading off now with Friedel behind him. McLean hitting third. This is such a deep lineup that with Steer hitting seventh and Benson hitting ninth. Uh, wow. <laughs> Those are good players. Colorado Rockies. Rockies need to find a way to move Profar out of the way because Tovar really, really, really deserves a shot to be leading off again. I don't get it. Pretty lame that he's not. Uh, also, I believe Justin Lawrence is more or less set as the closer for now, unless they trade him. But then again, the Rockies think their guys are like the best in the world. So they're likely not going to train anybody. I don't know. CJ Crone didn't play today and uh, he homered in for his last five games. So it's possible he is on the move and some sort of trade coming up since he didn't play today or he was just a day off since he was hurt. Not really sure. LA Dodgers. Who thought at the beginning of the season that we'd be looking at a rotation of Julio Arias, Tony Gonsolin, Bobby Miller, Evan Sheehan, and Michael Grove. Hmm. Seems like they could use some pitching. Seems like they could use a little Shohei Otani. Crosstown buddy on that team. Miami Marlins. Well, this is the thing, though. Dodgers. Let's think about this. If they acquire Shohei Otani, what's J.D. Davis going to do? Or J.D. Martinez? J.D. Martinez going to play in the outfield? Or is Otani going to play in the outfield? Hmm. Something to think about. Miami Marlins. Marlins are starting to fall out of wild card race, which is unfortunate because it would have been fun to see this team try to buy some power hitters for the middle of this lineup. Milwaukee Brewers. Brandon Woodruff and Aaron Ashby are working their way back. Get ready for a strong run from the Brewers on the stretch. They should be looking to add a couple of impact bats. They already did impact or add one bat. I don't know if he's impact or not. And they promoted Sal Frelick today. Should get regular reps in center field. Stephen Kwan type, maybe Stephen Kwan light, but should be a solid, like real life player. Fantasy, we'll see. New York Mets, Pilonzo has been poo poo since coming off the IL. Uh, don't know why they brought him back so fast. I don't know if that was Alonzo's call, him just wanting to be a warrior and be out there, you know, dodging death in car accidents and all kinds of things. Or if this is Steve Cohen trying to sell some tickets and keep the lineup locked in. But it might be best for the polar bear to take a few days off and get right. Beatty and Alvarez are finally starting to play every day now. And that's with Starling Marti on the IL. So 
Uh, Rodney Mauricio, I think, should be up anytime. They may try to clear room with a trade. It'll be interesting to see what they do. And trade McNeil? And trade someone from this roster? I don't think they can trade Nemo with that contract. They signed him for a lot of money. So I don't know what they can do to clear room for Mauricio, but they should. Philadelphia Phillies, Christopher Sanchez. It's been a pleasant surprise so far since coming up. And uh, he's the one keeping Mick Abel at bay down in AAA. I did not mean to rhyme. Pittsburgh Pirates, Jack Sawinski leading off against righties is an interesting development. That's what's happening. Henry Davis hitting fifth. This dude is salt. This dude is legit. Henry Davis is might be a star here. He's hitting fifth. Should probably be hitting higher at this point in this team. Um, he's the first player to ever take Shohei Otani deep twice in the same game on Friday night. Team has been losing, but it's fun to watch. And Andy catch, is catching every day. Gonzalez is up. Aguero's up on, until O'Neill Cruz comes back, which is going to happen in the next few weeks here. They spent money on a top flight starter this would be a, or a first baseman. This would be a fun team to watch next year. Private Skeens next year, too. San Diego Padres. Jackson Wolf was called up to start after beasting a double A this season. Uh, besides having 80 great names, this guy has been rocking a 25.3% K minus walk rate, 339 ERA, and 0.99 whip at double A this season. So let's see how he has fared in his first start because I did pick him up in the league. And I know that he got rain delayed, so he probably is going to get removed. But in one and two thirds innings, he gave up a run and nothing else going. So the rain delay is probably going to cost him pitching further into the game, I would think. Unfortunately, I'd like to see a full debut from someone such as that, especially the name, Jackson Wolf. San Francisco Giants, Casey Schmidt is not hitting, but it does look like he will get full-time playing time at shortstop as long as Brandon Crawford is out because of the glove. St. Louis Cardinals also, besides the fact that I'm wearing a Cardinals shirt and a Cardinals fan, it's going to be a fun team to watch this offseason or this next week. <laughs> this offseason. It's basically offseason already for the Cardinals if you're a Cardinals fan. So they're going to be fun to watch this week to see what they do. Tyler O'Neill, Paul DeYoung could get plenty of reps before the deadline, before they get moved. Jordan Hicks should be racking up some saves until he gets moved. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, Jack Flaherty should also get moved. Dylan Carlson is also potentially on the block. Evan, Ivan Herrera, by the way, underrated. If, you need, uh, if you're in a two-catcher league and you need a good hitter, Ivan Herrera has been playing about half the games, and he's been balling, balled in AAA. He's been balling since he came up. I like Ivan Herrera. Washington Nationals, Candyman is a prime trade target. So look for Candelario to see you. Raymond is not here yet. We are just about at the 20-minute mark. So we're going to go ahead and give Raymond's quick hitters on the injuries. Raymond's injury, guys. Number one, Jordan Alvarez expected back on Monday. Quick hitters. Number two, Starling Marte placed on the aisle with migraines. Number three, Cedric Mullins placed on the aisle with the second groin injury of the year. Number four, Trevor Story started his rehab assignment on Friday. Five, Dancy Swanson returned to the lineup on Saturday after getting some boo-boos. And six, CJ Crone scratched on Saturday. Oh, his lower back tightness. Nothing trade-like happening here. Corey Seager went on the IL. So he slid into second base awkwardly. Actually, he's negatives. Sprained his thumb. Well, they high hell. Bye bye, Seager. 
Aaron Judge scheduled to take some live BP coming up, so could potentially have a timeline for a return, maybe in a month, maybe for the playoffs, if the Yankees make it, which I doubt. And lastly, Astoria Ruiz started throwing and taking batting practice on his way back from the shoulder injury. Love to see Astoria Ruiz get back in there and steal some bags. Let us talk about the top eight waiver ads for 12-team leagues from me. Number one is Logan T. Allen from the Guardians. Um, he's solid. It's hard to find solid, solid starting pitching right now. And Allen is one of them. 15.8% K minus walk rate on his rookie season. Solid stuff. Solid location. He's had some bad luck with the 323 Babbitt. So that has driven the whip up a bit. But this is a really good guy. Coming off a strong start. Coming off good numbers from AAA. He deserves a look as a top guy in this week's 12-team league ads. Number two, Jake McCarthy with the D-backs just keeps on stealing. He's got 22 steals and 204 at-bats this season, putting him on pace for over 50 throughout a whole year. AAA, he's on fire. He had a really bad start to the season, went to AAA with BC and AAA, came back up. Since then, in late May, he has a 298, 375, 397 slash. Yeah, I know, slugging sucks. But 20 steals and only one caught stealing in that time frame. Since late May... So that's a month and a half. He's got 20 steals. This guy runs. Get on base and run. That's all you got to do, Jake. From Jake to Jack, number three is outfielder Jack Sowinski with the Pirates. We talked about him leading off now against righties. He's a hard player to own, admittedly, especially in 12-team leagues. But if you have a bench spot for him, he's worth it. He's playing against righties. And he's hot and cold. When he gets hot, he's hot. So you just wait for those hot streaks. You get two weeks of hotness. Then you get two weeks of coldness, and you just put him on the bench again. Uh... Kyle Schwarber Jr. here has 20 homers, seven steals on the season with an 850 OPS. He homered off Otani even on Friday. So he's got a really good bat against righties. Number four, Adbert Alzelay with the Cubs. Up to eight saves now in the season. He's had four since the beginning of July. He's the closer now. Solid pitcher to boot. 23.8% came out of walk out on the season. 291 Sierra. Number five, shortstop Trevor Story. Story just began a rehab assignment on Friday. Should be back sometime within the next two weeks. Many forget he was pretty good after a slow start last year. I know people were talking crap about him being bad now that he's out of Colorado, but he got hot last year before his injury, and um, when he comes back, he's going to be worth owning in every league. He's going to be DH when he first comes back and has to work his way back to shortstop, but it'll happen. Number six, shortstop Jordan Westberg with the Orioles. He does not have a single barrel since coming to the majors, which is insane because uh, he is raking in AAA. Uh, but despite that, he's been a decent source of batting average. Play skills look good. He's hitting the line drives. He, he just needs to start squaring up the ball. And we're going to get some better numbers from Jordan Westberg moving forward. So do not drop. Number seven, Jose Siri with the Rays. He's a 12 teamer now, not a 15 teamer anymore. Even though he's still only like 30% owned in CBS leagues, it's silly. Uh, he's got 20 homers and seven steals, just like Sawinski. His, his, his numbers are actually very eerily similar to Sawinski. The only difference is he's way worse at getting on base, and he strikes out way more. So those plate skills matter uh, because his OBP is much worse. So in OBP league, it matters. In a batting average league, Syrian Sawinski, and kind of just flip-flop. Last, Colton Callister with the Orioles. Plate skills have been ridiculous, but a 154 bat pick is keeping his numbers down. I'm not really scared of that. The only thing that concerns me with Colton Callister is a near 58% ground ball rate which is a concern because his track record in the minors 
doesn't portend too much better of a ground rate than that, maybe 50% still, which is not good. Got to hit the ball in there. Otherwise, we're looking at Christian Yelich. And we're not looking at someone. We're looking at bad Christian Yelich instead of good Christian Yelich. Come on, Kowser. You can do it. Raymond's 12-team league ads. He's got five for us here this week. I suppose I'll read them since Raymond ain't Yeah. Numero uno, Kenta Maeda. Um, Raymond says thanks to some ugly stat lines before in the IL earlier this season, his numbers don't reflect how well he has played recently. He's struck out at least eight batters in three of his last five starts, allowing three earned runs or less in all five. He'll be a uh, two-star pitcher next week against the Mariners and the Royals. Uh, That's a really good streamer. So we got, and Raymond says we got 2020 Kenta right now. Number two. Outfielder Leody Tavares with the Rangers. Tavares is batting ninth in the best lineup in baseball. Walker, Texas Rangers. He's hitting 284, 330, 462. Slowed down recently, but he did have a combo meal on Thursday. And he's a good fill-in if you just lost Jared Kelnick. Number three, Andrew McCutcheon. Cutched on pace for 2020. I think feel like Raymond or I have had McCutcheon on one of these lists, like this old here. Dude is good. He's old. Just go get him if you need a guy. Number four, relief pitcher Kevin Ginkle with the D-backs. Ginkle may be the closer. Chafin's hurt. We'll see what happens. So if you need saves, go grab Ginkle. Number five, outfielder Kerry Carpenter with the Tigers. Uh, he's not playing against lefties. He plays against righties, though. Sneaky. He's got legit power. He's got like 11 homers already on the season and 200 at-bats. So he could be a top he could be a, a 25. He should be a 25 homer, maybe 30 homer guy in the future. Kerry Carpenter, solid hitter. Not great, but good. Let's get to the 15 team league ads. I've got eight for ya. After I take another drink, because the solo podcasting is very voice numbing. Number one, starting pitcher Reese Olsen, another tie guy. What's not like? What's not to like with this guy? Uh, besides some bad luck so far, nineteen point six K minus walk rate, twenty nine point two percent CSW. Location stats look great. Three sixty nine Sierra to counter his four fifty three ERA. He's had some bad luck. Pick him up and look forward to the positive regression coming. Number two, outfielder Chaz McCormick with the Astros. He's a career best BABIP, which is helping him match this season, but. Uh, doesn't matter. He's he's on a tear since June 1st. 342, 427, 605 slash, eight homer, six steals. He's been one of the best players in baseball since that time. I know his name is kind of like, yeah, so people overlook him. He's like, who wants to own Chaz? Chaz McCormick. When you get to own Ellie De La Cruz. It's not sexy, but don't overlook those numbers. They're pretty sexy. Number three out there, Will Benson with the Reds. Benson's basically doing what Trent Grisham would be doing if Christian was a righty and didn't have atrocious Babbitt block. Uh, Will Benson has a 382 Babbitt from that right side. And since June 1st, he's rocking a 337, 457, 635 triple slash with six homers and nine steals. And he's got some prospect pedigree to boot. So Will Benson being in Cincinnati, it's a dream come true. Number four, shortstop Zach Neto. We talked a ton about him last podcast, which we just mentioned. But um, he spent some time on the IL, and that's even during this stretch. But since June 1st, Neto is hitting 286, 357, 571. That's over a 900 OPS, folks. Has five homers and two steals across 71 PAs. 
That's right. He's a stud. He's a rookie, like basically straight out of college from last year. Number five, second baseman slash shortstop, Michael Garcia. Garcia hits the crap out of the ball. You know, he doesn't barrel it. Hopefully he can start barreling it. Otherwise, he's just going to be Andres Jimenez, which is kind of what he looks like. Since June 1st, he's slashing 286, 335, 390 with three homers and 10 steals. So if you need an MI with some speed, if you need basically Andres Jimenez at a cheaper rate, you can go get Michael Garcia with the Royals, who's actually leading off. Number six, starting pitcher Chase Silseth with the Angels. Uh, if you want better analysis on this, go to pitcher list. Nick Pollock had a great break- breakdown of him. Um, but Seth Seth was promoted back to the majors. He has prospect pedigree. Was very good in college. Fast mover. Uh, played very well at AAA. Once going back down after they brought him up as a reliever, and he developed a new pitch. It's a slider, but Nick Pollock says it's more like a curve. Uh, he went five and two thirds innings with ten Ks, only two walks last time out. So I'd give this guy a shot. Deep leagues. Number seven, Jose Quintana. He's back. He's with the Mets. He's not going to be lights out, but he's going to be a very good, consistent back-end starter for your team to get you wins and quality starts in whatever type of league you're in. And last but not least, but maybe least, we talked about a little bit about him already. Starting pitcher Jackson Wolf with the Padres, called up straight from double-A, was destroying a double-A. Padres probably didn't want him to get rocked in PCL, so they just moved him right on up. Huge lefty at six foot seven, And uh, he started today. They got a rain delay, so I don't know if he's going to pitch anymore after that original start. Uh, very, very good numbers at double A. He's a high fly ball guy, high K guy, excellent command for his size, four pitch mix. Could be a real difference maker despite not having the prospect pedigree. He has the fastball and great, but big dude, six, seven, lefty, that'll play. Raymond's top droppable players are second baseman Jeff McNeil with the Mets, who might get traded to clear room for Ronnie Mauricio. We'll see. Starting pitcher Ranger Suarez with the Phillies. Outfielder Andrew Benintendi with the White Sox. Relief pitcher Jordan Hicks with the Cardinals because once he gets traded, he's not going to be getting saves. Number five, starting pitcher Patrick Sandoval with the Angels, who's actually dropped in uh, my TGFBI league. And third baseman Brett Beatty, but only in redraft, says Raymond. All righty. We're going to get to the prospects in a second, but I need to catch my breath again. Number one. Of my top 10 redraft prospects who have not been promoted yet, Ronnie Mauricio. Dude is hitting in AAA, 297, 343, 509 with 15 homers and 15 steals. My estimated promotion date is early August. My comp is a lefty non-cores version of Trevor Story. He should be up. He should have been up already two months ago. When is he going to come up? He's got power. He's got speed. Great hitter, switch hitter. I'm looking forward to him. Number two, third baseman Colt Keith with the Tigers. He's probably up later, like early September, just for a cup of coffee this season. My comp for him is Josh Donaldson, like good Josh Donaldson. Triple-A numbers this year. He's in double-A mostly. Double-A numbers, 325, 391, 585 with 14 homers and two steals. Triple-A, 273, 344, 418 with two homers and a steal. He has slowed down a bit recently, so we probably won't see him until the very end of the year. Third baseman, or sorry, third outfielder, Heston Kierstead with the Orioles. This guy's mashing right now. Uh, I have my estimated promotion date is mid-August because either the Orioles will trade him or they'll keep him, and he should be up still because he's beasting. Um, also, Mullins is hurt, so that might make it more possible he stays. 
And then it might doubly make it more possible he stays because I don't know what is worth trading him for. I don't think I would trade him for Giolito. He's worth more, to be honest. Double A this year, 310, 376, 589 with 11 homers and three steals. Triple A this year, 339, 420, 576 with five homers and a steal. My comp for him is a Jock Peterson with a better hit tool. Number four, Ben Brown with the Cubs. Estimated promotion date, early August. Basically, whenever they trade Stroh is my guess. is when we'll see him. I still think he's better than Jordan Wicks, so he should be higher. Uh, 55 innings pitched in AAA with 20.2% K minus walk, 524 ERA, 125 whip, or 125, yeah, 125 whip. That ERA is obviously inflated. AA stats were phenomenal with 20 innings, 31.2 K minus walk, 0.45 ERA, 0.98 whip. Number five, JHM, Justin Henry, Justin Henry Malloy just went on the IL, minor league IL. So my promotion date for him is mid to late August. Comp is right Elar's new bar with less power and speed. Triple uh, A numbers so far this season, 276, 402, 468 with 14 homers and three steals. Number six, Curtis Mead. This dude is rocking it right now. I think he's coming up early August. I think he's either traded or he comes up. Someone else is trading, makes room for him. Maybe they trade Paredes. I don't know. We'll see. I expect Mead up soon. The Rays were talking about signing him in preseason or spring training. He probably would have been up. At that point, that already happened. Tipping 306, 370, 493 with three homers and two steals. Curtis Mead looking good right now. Number seven is outfielder Sedane Rafaela with the Red Sox. This is a fun player. Electric. Compass shorter AJ Pollock with a Mookie that swing. Floor might be Kevin Kiermeyer, though. Great defense. Should hit better, hopefully, uh, than Kiermeyer. But he had a rough start to begin the year, and he's been on fire ever since. I think he's up by early September. Really no reason to bring him up right now. Um, maybe hold him down and hope that he can make a run for rookie of the year next year. So I don't know. We'll see. Double A stats 294, 332, 441, six homers and 30 steals. 30 steals. Triple A stats 319, 372, 653 with five homers and a steal. So he's got 11 homers and 31 steals so far this season between double and triple with a high batting average. OEP and slug are better in triple A. So he's just getting stronger and stronger so far. Sedani Rafaela. Number eight, Kyle Harrison. Uh, I think he went on the minor league IL as well, the hamstring strain. So they're going to push him back. I thought he was going to come up sooner, probably early September. I got him just for a cup of coffee. Um, my comp somewhere between Shane McClanahan and DL Hall, hopefully not DL Hall. Maybe Nick Lodolo. We'll see. Triple A stats 56 and a third IP, 18.8% K minus walk, 479 ERA, and 156 whip. Numero Nueve, number nine, Mason Wynn, shortstop with the Cardinals. All they need to do is trade Paul DeYoung so that Mason Wynn can come up. I still have his promotion date as early September. Unless they trade Edmund and DeYoung, then he's going to come up right after the trade deadline. But he's raking right now. He actually just hit a couple more homers, so he's got 14 homers now this year. But his AAA stats to date before these homers was 283, 354, 440 with 12 homers and 16 steals. He's got 14 now, like I just said. Defensive stud. He's a beast. He's got all fields power. He's only 21 with those numbers in AAA. This guy's going to be a stud. Number 10, Kyle Manzardo with the Rays. Family troubles, hasn't played in a while. Um, still a good hitter. I'm not concerned. He's a, like a, probably a Joey Votto type, maybe Freddie Freeman type. I don't know. He's going to be really good. Just give him some room. He's got some problems, family problems going on in his life. He's pushing those stats down. 
because he had a good start to the year and has been atrocious since, and now he's not even playing. Poor guy. Graduated this week, CES, Andy Rodriguez, Zach Galoff, Tyler Soderstrom, Quinn Priester, Leover Paguero, Johan Rojas, and Sal Frelick. Honorable mention, Connor Norby, Gordon Graceffo. These are guys that could still come up this year after my top 10. Connor Norby, Gordon Graceffo, Cade Povich, Connor Phillips, Alexander Canario, Jonathan Classe, Evan Carter, Joey Lopertito, Mike Vasile, Justin Foscu, Nick Frasso, Chase Hampton, Nick Abel, Noel V. Marte, Brooks Lee, Kaiwei Tang, Nick York, Drew Gilbert, Ty Madden, George Valera, Robert Gasser, Jorbit Fivas, Mason Montgomery, Michael McGreevy, Landon Roop, Mason Black, Will Dion, Spencer Arigetti, Jordan Wicks, Davis Schneider, and Denzel Clark. A lot of names. Anyway, moves that I made. I did not make many moves this week, so it's going to be quick. I added a $6 Tyler Soderstrom for Josh Donaldson and a $1 Yanni Garcia for Josh Spores and TGFBI. In the CBS Memorial Magazine League, I dropped Jock Peterson to activate Zach Neto. I was on vacation, so I wasn't really paying attention. This week, I'm even making some moves, so you wait till the next pod. Raymond, he made a lot of moves this week. In TGFBI, he added Zach Galoff for $11, cutting Andrew Painter. He added Andrew Penintendi for $1, dropping Dustin May. Nothing in CBS Memorial Magazine League. Fantasy Baseball Invitational, he added a $1 Casey Mize and cut a $4 Andrew Painter. He cut a $1 Colby Allard and added a $3 Christopher Sanchez. And the CBS NL only CBS Roto League, uh, he traded Devin Williams for Jonathan India. He's first in saves, bottom three in runs, so it makes sense. And then in 12-team head-to-head categories league, three outfielder, no bench spots for pitchers. Made a lot of trades. He traded Julio Arias and Matt McLean for Juan Soto. Then he traded Freddie Freeman for Corbin Carroll and CJ Crone. Then he traded Lars Newpar for Eduard Julian. That's a lot of trades. Then he added Zach Galoff, dropping Luis Matos. He added Girod. He added Christopher Sanchez. He added Keta Maeda and dropped Lance Lynn. Lots of ads right there. No Raymondism this week. Raymond didn't make it, unfortunately. Miss you, Raymond. Miss you, Gabe. See you next time. Peace out, everybody who's listening. You can follow me on Twitter, at FantasyAceBall. Please rate and review the podcast. You would really appreciate it. Maybe Raymond will make more podcasts. Maybe Gabe will come back if you leave us a rating and review and tell them you miss them. Leave us a nice one. Five stars on Spotify, on Apple Pods. Rate, review. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. We'll see you next time. Peace.